0: Welcome to Thinker Talk, where we chat with thinkers who are turning ideas into reality. I'm Joey Caffone, co-founder of Baron Fig, recording in New York City. Today, we're here with Mark Champagne, the entrepreneur from Toronto, responsible for bringing the self-reflection app Kio to life. We're going to talk about starting a business, the importance of routine, one of my favorite subjects, and why Mark felt compelled to build an app. Mark, thanks for coming on Eureka. Pleasure to have. Thanks for having me. I'm sitting here
1: right now with a bag in front of me that houses two Baron Fig notebooks and it's sitting inside of a Baron Fig bag. So I'm a big fan.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, that's that's a great way to start, man. (laughs) Thank you so much. I got to bring this up. Whenever I get off the phone with you or when I mentioned uh, yesterday that I am recording with Mark Champagne, the question inevitably comes up, is that his real name? So Mark, can you can you tell us a little bit about the champagnes? Yeah,
1: the champagnes. I mean, it's the real deal, and it's uh, I. So I'm married, and I, I my over here. My, our you know our wives take our last names typically in in Canada. I think in the U S. as well. I always tell her. I mean, she should be thanking me every day for providing her with such an amazing last name, which which never <laughs> never works out well. But yeah, same as oh, the no, it doesn't. <laughs> And it's uh, yeah, it's the it's it's the real deal. So between the champagne last name and the fact that I'm a young old man with with gray hair, it always makes for an interesting conversation.
0: It really does. The first time I met you, I was just uh, awestruck with the, the my senses were just being overloaded.
1: <laughs> Who is it was a sixty-five-year-old,
0: thirty-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> I am exceptionally excited to talk with you. Because we had a conversation like a year or two ago about morning routine, yeah, I had so much fun, I think we had to like cut it short, and we did not want to so now let's consider this the uh, the version two of that conversation so tell me um what what's your morning routine look like these days great question, and yeah, I agree we that was that was a great conversation, and you
1: know on my side having having interviewed quite a few people for Keo. The morning routine is is, is key. Um, on, for me personally, it, the, the routine itself actually changes or adapts or evolves, however you want to word that. But what's consistent is that regardless of the day, there's at least an hour to an hour and a half of time for my myself. And that usually means waking up around 5.30, 5.45. And, uh, but I'm a morning person, so I'm going to bed fairly early. Um, and spending time on things that I call non-negotiables. And I have a list of those. There's probably about 10 or 15 on a, on a, on a vision board slash kind of goal document that I also look at every, every day and every evening. And I'm always trying to make sure that I'm hitting a couple of those, those items. So things like physical exercise, so I'm typically going to the gym four or five times a week, um, meditation, journaling, um, and then, then just a whole other host of things like, you know, listening to podcasts or reading, reading books or breath work, staying hydrated. I think like what's key is that you, you find items or tasks or things to do that, you know, will make you feel good. So just yeah. like in the morning routine, right? Like you. you like, that's your time. I mean, if you can own your morning and I know not everyone, um, you know, the, the mornings aren't for everyone, but again, going back to the internet, I'd say 95% of, of all these, you know, let's call them top performers personally and professionally have their morning in check because you can own that you, you, you're fueling your mind and body with positive things and, and nourishing it before the craziness of the day starts.
0: So I'm asking you about the morning, because I feel like it's so interconnected in Keo and not just what it is now, but probably why you started it. But before we get to that, so Mark, you have a blog for Keo and you've been doing an insanely great job at finding, I guess you call them top performers in their professions and interviewing them. Like, I I just sure. went to your your Keo blog and I was amazed. You have like like seven or eight pages of of content already. I'm blown away. How long have you been doing this?
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Joey. I mean, it's been uh that's how it all started. I mean, it's been about a year and a half or so. Uh but I'd say solid year of the interviews and now I mean, you're seeing seven or eight tabs. Um a lot of those are shifting have shifted into podcast form. We're, we're about to release, I think our 17th episode next week. But that's what, that's what built Keo. The whole idea and the whole product started with, you know, I was well as, uh, the co-founder of Kio Sine and, and the rest of our team. We're all somewhat creative professionals. are really inspired by creativity and design and, and all this. So we set out, well, let's, let's interview people at the top of their game in all these different industries and put a little bit of a different twist on it. Like, let's talk a little bit about their story and what they're working on, but then quickly jump into... What are the mental fitness practices that keep you operating at the top of your game? And I always emphasize personally and professionally because I feel like it has to be both. Like you could be a rock star in your work or your, your, your professional life. But if you're a mess personally and just not happy, I mean, you can only sustain that, that life for so long, right?
0: Right. Balance is key.
1: Yeah, and, and the balance shifts, obviously, right? It's it's not like I think the idea of, of work life balance is, is a bit of a myth, but it's it's if you if you pull out and look high level at your whole life as a whole, like there should be some balance there.
0: Yeah. So Mark, I'm not done with the routine question sure. yet. Sure. But I before we get too deep, we should probably explain to everybody what uh Keo is. Can you tell us a little bit? Yeah, I'll give you you know, the
1: one liner is, is really that it's a it's a digital app to help stimulate a person's reflection. And what it is is basically a combination of inspiration. So think, you know, TED Talk, podcast, books, wherever you're gather, gathering your inspiration and combining that with something like a headspace where you have a guided approach to reflection. And, and that's where we, we felt that there was, there was a gap in the market everyone you know is really interested in reading pick your medium like if you're reading biographies you're interested in learning about the person and you know what's made them who they are and and how they think right but then there for me there was always a disconnect on how do i take that and then actually act on it with within my own life basically in the same space because it's Get to podcasts like even you know all, all of your guests as well. I mean, when I listen to your interviews, there's usually powerful questions that your guests are are asking themselves throughout their journey, and that was a consistent in in all of the podcasts and in books that I was reading. So, I'd pull the questions, copied or put them. In that makes app, sense, right? And and it was it just it was a convoluted process. It wasn't it wasn't clean. You know, we didn't want to create a word processor. Just wanted a space inviting that you know had a clean simple design that would help people just slow down for half a second and come out of autopilot
0: was there a powerful question that you asked yourself that led you to starting Kia there was
1: actually because um, I left a ten year career in 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 the healthcare world as a as a product manager and I had you know it wasn't a typical story of I was upset or pissed off about my, my job. Uh, I was actually quite happy there and had a great team. And uh, things were things were looking really, really great. So the question, though, was when the idea came up and it was one of those intuitive things and something that had been kind of lingering for, I'd say, at least five plus years um, because I was doing that that routine for at least 10, uh, you know, some sort of morning inspiration. But then in the last five, I was starting to get really frustrated with the with the tools available, and the question I asked was, you know, what's, what's the worst that could happen if, if it fails? And again, I don't really think there's failure in any of, any of these. You, you're always, as long as you're learning, you're, there's no, it's impossible to fail. Um, right. But if it, it, you know, air quotes, if it fails, it's not like I'm leaving on bad terms. I can go back to that job or find another job in a similar space. So let's try it out. What I did know for sure was I would regret not doing it. And that was the, that was the bigger push to, to launch this.
0: You came to this conclusion that you needed to quit your job. You were happy, which is, is actually unique, like you said. Who did you tell first? How did that go?
1: Yeah, well, actually Sine, so the co-founder and ironically also my brother-in-law. So, the, I mean, we ju- I just pulled up the email that I sent him the other day, actually, because we, you know, you, as you know, you're, you're pretty head down into the business as things are going and kind of pulled it up just as a, you know, a thought on how this all started. And I just flipped him an email. I said, here's my frustration in this space. Uh, here's what I've been doing for, for the last few years. Is this something that you want to play around? With? Like, do you want to try this out? We can mind map this. The other thing, at the same time, my wife was pregnant. We have a we have a two year old now, so you know there was no. a, so he yeah, you know he that's crazy timing a, a bit of a, a bit of pressure. But that was the other question. It's like when's there, when is it a good time? So if if because I, 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 I thought about this the other day, someone had asked me about that this exact thing, and if I would have waited and said no, let's wait until he's born. I mean, I can't imagine that's even worse. Because now now yeah. we know what we're up against,
0: right? So there's never a good time.
1: <laughs> So you, I think you yeah. just have to jump in and, and do it.
0: I was at a uh, a conference or something and uh, the founder of Rifle Paper Company, I think yeah. his name is Adam Bond. He said, uh, one of his slides said, you're always and never ready. And I've probably said it on Eureka Love before. It. Yeah, that, that always stuck with me. It's like, if you think you should do this, you should probably just go ahead and do it.
1: I agree. And now I can't okay. even imagine. I, you know that that question you asked me. You know, if it, it, what's the worst that can happen? Or I can always go back. I can't even imagine going back. Like my life's changed it greatly because of uh, of the app, I and mean, we're speaking because of the app, and that's what I cherish the most.
0: Emotionally speaking, now how how do you feel about your decision and, and then and now? Wow, that's a great. Are you scared?
1: Yeah. Terrify. I mean, still scared. It's, I mean, we're, we're out, but it, there's, there's a, there's a long way to go. We've, we've, we've got some great initial traction, but as you know, there's, there, there's so much more to do. And I mean, financially speaking, I'd say, you know, I took a hit probably five years back and now having a baby as well. So there's still a lot of, of stress on, on that front, but how I describe it too is that it's the most stress that's ever been thrown my way, jumping in as an entrepreneur who spent 10 years in a, in the corporate environment. So that is new to me as well. Working with family, uh, is new. Uh, we have a very solid relationship, which is great. So, there's a ton of stress, but at the same time, because of the the work that I'm in and, the, and following our own practices and then being able to chat with people and learning about what, you know, what keeps them level headed, it's the least amount of stress I've felt, which is interesting. Mm. Um, so I, I wouldn't, I mean, I, we, we've, Sinead and I have talked about this, like we've seen changes in our own family members, just because of us obviously talking about, hey, we met so-and-so, they're doing this, or you should really think about, you know, looking at this podcast and whatnot. So, you know, the the results, despite of, forget downloads and things like that, like the actual physical and mental health results for us and our family have been improved. So
0: in what ways can you tell me about it?
1: Yeah, I think people are just a little bit more people, I should say our family, just a little bit more mindful. Um, I know on my side personally, and, and I've noticed this really, really accelerate or really heightened in the last six months, I feel, I describe it as I feel like I'm hyper aware. And it's, I think that's a, that's a self-reflection skill, let's say, that has come from doing practices like reflective writing, meditating more, or just know even doing walk and talks outside or if i'm gonna if i'm walking to go grab a coffee you know maybe i don't put a podcast or music on and just actually walk and pay attention um, not to say i didn't do that before but i would say i'm way more aware or into that type of, of thinking and that then all of a sudden you start connecting with people and oh wow yeah that that topic makes sense i should really talk to so and so so it just you know what it, what it feels like how i describe it is, is it's like someone has pulled me up to forty thousand feet, and I can see the the plays kind of formulating, yep. or I can see what's coming, right? And man, does that that feels great, and that's that's a byproduct, I think, of of starting this this business, which I didn't anticipate.
0: Do you meditate every day? <laughs> the reason I hesitate to, the
1: reason I hesitate to to answer that is because I think the definition of meditation is 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 loose, so
0: oh oh e- even better, tell me about it
1: yeah, so uh, just one of those walks, for example, could be you know a meditative walk or experience because i I feel like I'm dialed in to that process or yesterday I went for a run. And for me, when, when I'm running, there's, there's either two objectives, either I'm trying to solve a problem or I'm trying to just release and not think about anything. So to me, uh, those are meditative practices. So then, it, you know, if I were to answer it like that, then yes, I do meditate every day. If I were to answer it as sitting down and I use a host of different apps mainly so that I'm, you know, I know what the, what the, what the the market is doing, but you know, headspace, calm, one giant mind. These are all apps, meditation mm. apps. You know, I I would say use those probably four times a week, um, right. whether they're five or ten minute meditations or just just some music in the background.
0: Well, what you saying? Say,
1: I mean, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I just want to add when you say um, you know you meditation depends on your definition, and you mentioned walking. There is, uh, I guess quote unquote official term of walking meditation, which is to be to go on a walk and to bring yourself to the present as much as you can through that walk and pay attention and try not to be distracted by music or podcasts like you said.
1: Yeah. I think it's so key I mean, and, and that that's actually one of the, the mandates or the missions that we have with with Keo is that you know in this space, there's so many Perceptions and stereotypes of what these practices are, right? There's, there's, and, and thanks to companies like Headspace is dumping a lot of money into the market to, to show that this is not just the monk sitting on the top of a mountain meditating, that it's the everyday person that can benefit from these practices. And you absolutely nailed it, right, you nailed it with the walk. Like, that's what we're trying to do with Kio is that. You know, you don't have to take an hour to sit down and and write out thoughts. You you could be walking down the streets in New York and see some awesome typeface from some sort of design. And, you know, that stands out and think about it a little bit or notice it.
0: I would say I walk definitely twice a day to and from the train and work and whatnot. But even more because I'm going other places. And one of the things I try to do is uh, either put my phone in my backpack so that it's not a distraction or I bought this cool little slip case. It's kind of like um, like a sock that makes it harder to get at my phone in my pocket. Okay. So it's not ready. And I do walking meditation regularly and I've been doing that since I went to art school uh, here in the city as well. And I found that when, when I am doing my walking meditations or whatever, I, I don't think I classify it like that in my mind. It's just sort of like, let's go walk and think. Mm-hmm. and pay attention, ideas and insights flow so easily. Truly you have to, magic.
1: You have to give yourself space. That, that's been the consistent on, on our interviews on our side. And I was just at a LinkedIn event last night, and there was a guy releasing a book on creativity, and he interviewed a ton of, of creative professionals. and And the two elements that came up were that they actually do consume a lot of content, and it, it doesn't matter what the, 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 means, it could be books, podcasts, whatever, but there's content and inspiration coming in. But then the aha moments come, you know, at space when you create space and you hear about right. it all the time, right? It's like those shower moments, but you know, I, I think the more that you can create time for, for that, the better and we're thankfully i think society's starting to shift out of that badge of honor of you know you have to work 80 hours a week to to be seen as successful whereas now we're starting to prioritize our health because i mean that at the end of the day if you lose your mind and body like what are you going to do you're
0: yeah you're useless
1: right to yourself and others
0: yeah, as we get older, the uh, the phrase, uh, um, what is it? Your health is is the most important. Uh, I'm not saying it well, but when I was growing up, I was like, of course, my health. Like, what? I don't have to do anything. I'm great. But you know, now I don't know. I'll, I definitely feel like, oh, I should tend to this. This is yeah. important.
1: But it, it wasn't. You know, our, our parents' generation was it was a different setup, right? I feel like it's, it, our generation is is we have a different landscape right and and then even even people even younger than us like i find uh when i'm chatting with people that are in their early 20s and you know even even before that they're like diving into okay what's my purposeful work and like all of that stuff is happening right out of the gate while they're still in school where you know our parents yeah. may have never even happened. And, and on, on our side, we usually get to a point in life where, like, you hit a wall or you hit something, and then all of a sudden things shift. I'm generalizing, obviously,
0: but of course. It, it, it's yeah.
1: interesting to see that evolution.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, my fiance, Ariana, and I were discussing a couple days ago you know, how a couple generational differences, and this is not really related, but I might as well bring it up, is uh, like for our generation, Debt goes further into your life, whereas yeah. for our parents and our parents' parents um you know owning a house could happen much sooner in their life, I think than us uh and yeah. that's been interesting as we're like trying to maintain that uh social expectation, but things are clearly different, and it's interesting to watch friends and and close family um you know have to adjust. To all that, I know that's that's also yeah. a, a generalization. Anyway, Mark, I want to uh, I want to talk a little bit about before you launched Keo because i I think I've known you longer with Keo not launched than launched, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, that's but that's amazing because it shows how prepared you you have been. Uh, one of the biggest things you did was was constant outreach. Um, and to, I guess, what, what was the term you used? Uh, leaders or perform top performers? Uh, top performers, yeah. So I want to get back to that in routine. Now, you have spoken to top performers, I think, more than anybody else I know. Um, it's almost Tim Ferriss-like. So can you share with us, and may, maybe there's some things we can do in our lives. Can you share with us some of the common habits that top performers have that, um, seem to make a difference?
1: Yeah, by far it's, it's developing self-awareness. What, what they're doing though to, to develop self-awareness is picking up practices like we've been talking about. So what I've, like you know, if you think about Tim Ferriss, I mean, there's, there's a perfect example of someone that talks a lot about reflective writing or journaling, uh, in a way that isn't your typical stereotype of you know the twelve-year-old girl writing in her diary, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's not necessarily what we're talking about. It's either in times of stress where you want to release thoughts, or during times of thinking and and just keeping your mind clear. Um, you know, he's doing that a practice like that. So for for these people, what I think what I've noticed is again they, prior, they prioritize their mind, just like we've we've become accustomed to prioritizing physical exercise and knowing that if we go to the gym or do some sort of physical movement, there, there are benefits to that. And it's starting to shift for the mind, but it's, it, it's probably 10 years behind, right. Where, where physical exercise is, is at. So they've, they've dialed into this and, and this, is, this is actually why Keo started. It, it, it was a frustration on like when, when you're listening to someone like a Ray Dalio, uh, I think he's out of New York, uh, running one, the, one of the biggest hedge funds in, in the world, and we're now only finding out that oh yeah, the last twenty five years he meditates twice a day. Like wh- where has that been all this time? Mm-hmm. Right? Like we're just hearing these things. So you know that's kind of our, our objective is like let's pull this stuff out and and make the stories relatable to the everyday person, like everyone that's in the financial market probably knows who he is. So let's talk about his story. Uh, I'm talking as if Ray Dalio was on the show, which would be great, but he's not. (laughs) Um, But, you know, a lot of these other people are. So, so yeah, so sorry to to loop back to your question. It's really whatever you can find personally to develop self-awareness. And and I say, I say this because there's no recipe. You have to find something that works. Like you have your morning routine, you have your walks, you have your writing on the train. Um, that works for you. So, but it doesn't necessarily work for, for others. So maybe that for others, it's like breath work. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing how just taking one long breath can completely change your, your, your mindset or your, your physical body in the moment. So things like that.
0: Yeah. All right. So this might be a silly question and you can just say, Joey, that's dumb. But there, there are a lot of people who are completely unfamiliar with any mindfulness practice whatsoever, and that's fine. I would say that's the the vast majority. Um, and like you said, it's not a common thing to talk about. Certainly not a common practice. So if you had to just tell our listeners, like, um, I I do urge everybody, you know, download Keo, do your research on mindfulness. It's a great word to Google, okay. but. If you had to tell people like just one thing that they could put the, the phone down now when the show's over and do something to just try it, could could you give them something to try?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the easiest thing to do that isn't super time consuming and that will start you off on this path, we're, we're recording this on a Friday. So, it's a perfect example. Put in your calendar at some point Friday afternoon. I have it at three o'clock. So three o'clock, because I know you get to the end of the day and you're usually rushing to get out of some place or get home, whatever it is. So, so pick a time where you know you can take maybe thirty minutes, and th- that time is for you to sit down and think about, ask yourself this one question: What was amazing about this week? And then also, you know, what would I have changed about this week? And, and you can keep you can keep going, but I, w- I would encourage people to to end on what was amazing because you know you want you want to release any type of worries or anything that you wanted to change, and then and then close it off with you know there was a lot of awesome stuff that happened throughout the week, and and then reflect on that. And what that does um, is it pulls you is like pulls you out of that autopilot mode that you're just going to now roll into the weekend, and then rinse and repeat, and Monday is going to come around.
0: I'm going to do that today myself. Amazing, yeah. We do it. Uh, we do it on Mondays usually. Um, we have at Baron Fig. We have two meetings a week. Okay, uh, one on Mondays and one on Wednesdays. And on Mondays, it's about the present, so it's kind of what you're saying, what worked last week, what what are we doing this week, and then on Wednesdays, it's about the future, so like. What are we doing in six months? What does one year look like? And it's and we actually do the Monday meeting at the conference table. Um, okay. And then we do the Wednesday meeting on the couches. So it's much more relaxed and, and fun and, and playful. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I like this. And, and so to, to kind of reflect what you're saying is pef- to prepare for the meeting, I do uh, a reflection on Mondays. And I think – that's interesting to do it on a Friday versus a Monday. I never thought about it, but it's certainly more fresh on a Friday.
1: Well, it's just Friday. I mean, there's there's already a natural vibe to a Friday. You know, yeah, the the, the yeah. end of the week's kind of coming, and, and not to say that. I mean, I, I look forward to Mondays as I'm, I'd imagine you probably do too, when you running your own business. But there there is this vibe on a Friday, so it's already a little bit more relaxed. And like I said, if you pick the right time that that's key, like, cause I've done it myself, I've picked five o'clock and I fail at that because I'm, you know, I'm trying to get home or something and right. I'm trying to close things off. So, you know, set yourself up for success.
0: I guess I want to sort of answer my own question because your answer was actually even stronger and more useful. But, um, for people who uh, put their phone down or turn off the the speaker when this is over, um, The most basic thing I can recommend, and Mark, you you probably do this or have done this many times, is to set a timer on your phone for five minutes, shut your eyes, sit comfortably, and count your breaths where it's five seconds in, five seconds out. Have you done this? Game changer. Yeah, right? Yeah. So simple. So simple. So I I urge everyone and anyone to give it a shot and uh, feel free to tweet at us or email me directly and tell me how it goes because i i really would like to hear about that
1: yeah and i'd like to add too for anyone listening i mean uh, i'm super accessible i would love to hear if you've got some great reflective questions that have made a made an impact in your life um you know we're always sharing these that that's how the app runs so shoot them shoot them our way tag us whatever get get those questions uh, on this side
0: Totally. Mark, I'm on the Keo homepage, which is keoapp.com, K-Y-O-A-P-P.com. Right underneath the header, it says, um, body, mind, and spirit. Okay, this is these are the things that Keo improves. And it says, for your body, it's lowering anxiety and stress. For your mind, it's increasing clarity and focus. And for your spirit, it's stimulating your creativity. Can you tell us a little bit about how the app achieves that
1: yeah no it's a it's a great question, and it's not i i mean there's if the listeners want to google this i mean there's there's tons of science to to back all of those those aspects but i'm I'm a firm believer in you know if you pick up any of these type of practices and and keo specifically with reflective writing, you feel good i mean that at the end of the day I, I just want to feel great, i want to feel clear, i want to feel motivated and feel like well, I can accomplish what I'm setting out to do, right? So pick, you know, if, if you're looking at stress, then writing out your worries, it's, it's amazing how just writing that out, that literally almost in the moment those worries are no longer worries or if I would say at the bare or at the maximum 24 hours later, those worries are gone because we formulate narratives and stories around worries that 95% of the time mm. never come true, right? I mean, there are legit worries. Let's, let's, let's be right. honest, I'm not, I'm not you know, skirting over those, but, right? But I mean, for the most part, we, we, we fabricate that stuff. So if you can just get it out, and, and this is where, this is why our purpose is to stimulate reflection. I mean, I journal in a barren fig notebook as well. I'm not just the digital guy, so if it's pen to paper, do it. If it's an app, like it doesn't matter where you're doing it, just release yeah. the worry. And then for, for the other aspects, I mean, it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. It could be as, as simple as this is such a fun exercise to r- answer a question like, what does my life look and feel like in five years from now? And that essentially is is just a creative experience of, you know, visualizing how you want to feel. Right. And like, this is where like, let loose, you can do whatever you want in this, in this exercise. And you come out of that feeling, feeling awesome. And what's surprising, if you look back at that, uh, after that time has, has, has passed the majority of those things, at least in my side and, and others I've talked to have actually come to fruition, which is a little bit scary. That's,
0: that's fantastic. So how do you treat the future, Mark? Do you like, Say in three years I want to do this, and five years this, and so on.
1: I I mean, it's funny. I, so I review my goals with my father in law every every around every Christmas kind of period when we're together, and he's always pushing me to put like specific timelines on things. So um, so I I have a bit of that, but I'm a little bit more looser in I. I I know I want to do, you know, X or or B at this certain place around this time. And for me, the the benefit is just to put it out there. And as soon as it's out there, then you know things will start coming together. You'll see coming back to that hyper awareness. You start seeing the signs, and then you act on the signs, right? And and execute on that. Then all of a sudden, oh wow, I just achieved that that goal. So Sorry, to answer your question, I mean, I do have timelines. The way my, my goals are set up is I have goals for the year broken down into buckets of, you know, family, friends, work, creativity, uh, and, and mind and body, like personally speaking. And then I always have a section on the bottom that is more of a long-term outlook over the next five plus years. Um, just one-liners on, you know, where, where I'd like to be personally. And just write those out. I put a rough age uh, tied to that. But again, like, like I said, it's, it's more just putting it out there. Yeah. It's really, it, it's, it's stopping and thinking about this stuff. Like that's, yeah. that is the key.
0: I think I mentioned this on my podcast with Lauren Hom, but um, I like the idea of pointing rather than planning. And there's just a subtle difference between the two. And you're basically saying the same thing. Which is listing it rather than listing what you want to achieve, but not necessarily putting time to it because uh, it, it can set unrealistic expectations. You know, not to say that, you know, some things yeah. should have a timeline, um, but I think most of them should just more or less have an order. And also you should always be open to rearranging, adding, and removing.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and again, that goes back to prioritizing a bit of time to stop and come out of that autopilot and think about those things, right. Or taking a look, like, don't just, you know, in December when I go through these, these goals and, and whatnot with my father-in-law, like it doesn't stop there. I review, yeah. I review that page, you know, every, every so often and okay, my my does this still make sense? And it's okay if it, if you, if you're going to drop something, right? Like that's, that's life we're, right. we're evolving yeah all
0: right i have um i guess there was one more question that i did want to mention so you're you're like the epitome of uh, your product is that software and baron fix products are hardware uh sorry analog um do you are you strictly a software dude i know you touched on this but do how do how do those two things play in your life yeah, well,
1: like a, like this podcast started, right? I've got two Baron Fink <laughs> notebooks yeah. in my bag, so um, I'm definitely a pen to paper guy as well. And, and 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 that's when when we launched our podcast that that was the goal was we want to stimulate reflection and we want to do that through sharing the stories and practices of, of others. So, you know, that's not necessarily always using an app. I mean, it's not the the, the, the reason we have an app is because again, it's kind of scratching my own itch. I was traveling a lot and I knew I always had a phone or an iPad where I was recording these thoughts. So that's why let's create an app to to do that because everyone, you know, many people are in that that situation. But at the end of the day, if someone is using Keo or listening to the podcast or on, on the blog and a story or a question from one of the guests can get them to a point where they're reflecting and thinking and feeling good, and they're doing that pen to paper, or they're just recording an audio note, they're speaking out loud, they're thinking like, I don't care what the the method is, but just if we can unlock that for someone, then... There's so much, there's such a higher chance of that person then going on to help others and doing awesome things in this world. Like that right. is the overall right. goal no, for I'm, us.
0: I'm with you on that. I get asked the same question as I just asked you, but with an analog uh, preference, because, um, you know, people wonder if I I don't use software that much, like if I'm hardcore analog. <laughs> Do you have a telephone, <laughs> Joey. <Julie? laughs> I always say that uh, I just try to use the best tool for the job, and I think that uh, software is the best for certain things, and analog is the best for other things. That's just, just how it is.
1: I, even with the notebooks I have in my bag right now, it's both of those notebooks have two separate purposes. I have one the 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 giant one that you guys came out with the soft cover. I always forget the yeah. names of Vanguard. The yep. big the big one. I mean that literally I'm I'm drawing app screens out. So mind mapping the next set of apps. So then the other one is your regular size, kind of medium size Vanguard and it's kind of typical note taking and whatnot. But then I'm also using Apple notes for certain, you know, notes and whatnot. So you know everything everything kinda of has a purpose. I agree.
0: Let's everything has a purpose. Let's end it. <laughs> Let's end it on that. Uh, yes. that's a wrap. For today's Thinker Talk, you can learn more about Eureka via eureka.baronfig.com. And Mark, where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah, I think the easiest
1: way is we're on all the socials. It's just Kyo App, so at Kyo App, K-Y-O, app, dot then uh, the website is dot .com.
0: Cool. And um, Mark, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for listening. Links that Mark just said are available in our show notes. And remember to subscribe to Eureka if you dig what we're up to. Until next time.